Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> For those listening live, we have just ruined a very uh, heartfelt piece of music so, with our intro. So emotional. Yeah. That so was... emotional. Welcome to the Harley and Josh Show, ladies and gentlemen. Your hello. music podcast by musicians. If you can, you can call us that. Yeah, you can call us that. That's fine. Yeah, we, we've, we've done music stuff. Yeah. Honest. <laughs> like every day. <laughs> On the way in, we were just like, we haven't gigged this weekend. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about... All the musical goings on last week that we've been having, uh, including music from Spider Vane, yeah. new music from Spider Vane, which I'm well happy about, uh, and two bands I saw over the weekend, Luminous Bodies and Golden Legacy from London. Amazing. And we're going to be talking about news. We are. Of, uh, like every week. It's uh, all about how Michael Jackson, well, they're not actual Michael Jackson, his agency has bought the rights to Sly and the Family Stones records. And That's- we ask. Is AI music still music? Beep. <laughs> yes, he said human music. Um, <laughs> but first, I mean, Harley, I mean, I just need to, I mean, know things. What'd you do? Please. Well, uh, uh, so, yeah, hi. Um, hey, hi. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a busy week for me, actually. Um, it was one of those weeks that started off with a week off. Right. Um, I had a, I had three days of work books uh, that got cancelled uh, about a month ago and I went, you know what, I'm just going to leave this in the diary. Right. I know it's not happening, but I'm going to leave it in the diary. Just in case. If, well, no, more so, if anyone asks if I'm, if I'm available, then I can say no and I can give myself a week off. Yes. Because uh, we're now entering into a very busy uh, period for me. I've got a six-week tour of... Um, of AV work, and right. I'm just taking this time to do as little as possible. Yeah, that's smart. I think that's, which, there's no problem with doing that. Yeah, which was good, especially as you heard us last week how unwell I was. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciated the time that I did absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do absolutely nothing because, of course, I am a Harley and eva- and un- incapable mm. of doing nothing. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I had some work. I did some warehouse work, prepping stuff. Um, I did a whole day of... Uh, prepping a load of stuff to be pat tested. All right, yeah. Very boring, very, but very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all your stuff pat tested every year. Yes. Uh, uh, for those who don't know what that means, it means anything that's portable that plugs into a 13 amp socket needs to be tested to show that it won't kill someone. <laughs> it's pretty much that. Um, so, and, you know, amps, um, uh, any kind of lights you have, they have, that they have to be tested. Make sure again they're not going to kill anyone. Also, the the IEC um, plugs, the uh, kettle leads, kettle leads as they as they're more commonly known, need mm. to be checked and certified uh, for life. When's the last time a kettle was actually built with a kettle lead? I saw one recently, but it looked mega old. <laughs> I was like, that that kettle should not be in service. That looks steam powered. Yeah. Oh. I want a steam-powered kettle. That's, <laughs> no, it's that's the perpetual motion Technically kettle. speaking, kettles are steam-powered because the power off the grid is like... Off oh, a, yeah, true. Off a, technically powered by steam. Yeah, Techni- turbines, yeah. Mm. yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> I'm going to run with that. So I there we go. I agree with you. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much like most of my week. However, I did have uh, my, my PA system. Uh, I rented that out to Connor Adams for a couple of gigs this week, right. last week. Um, he did a wedding on the Thursday, and uh, so they were running the sound on their own. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, right. We talked about this last week. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't listen chronologically, which I've been I've been catching up on a lot of podcasts this week, and uh, it's quite enjoyable, but then I, I have to, like, those those podcasts that are, like, chronological, I'm like, I was listening to one, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, wait, no, I missed last week's one. I missed one. The, yeah, the prequel. So, um, you know, if you've missed that, we're going to try and fill you in so you don't have to listen every week. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we, uh, yeah, so they did a wedding on Thursday. I had, I, I was, I was with my girlfriend, Charlie, and I said, I'm going to leave my phone on mm. and I'm going to just keep it there mm. because I know he's going to phone me up. Uh, Toby, who was on drums, he, he knows how the system works, but every now and then something doesn't work, go to plan. Mm. I'm waiting for his phone call. And he phones me up, I'm like, here we go, here we go. And I'm, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, everything's working fine. Um, just wondering um, what, uh, what was it? 
how do you rename the channels just so we can rename them? I'm like, oh, well, that's easy enough. Yeah, I so showed how nice. to do that. And it worked fine and everything was great, which I was really happy about, um, which made me feel a lot more comfortable about going to the gig on Saturday where they were playing at the Colt Cafe. It's Colt Bar? Colt Cafe. Yes. Um, uh, on the waterfront. Both. Yes. Uh, we went along to watch the gig um, and... They also had a, a sound tech with them, a guy called Harry Moore. Mm. Very good sound tech. He uh, helped record uh, South Andorra, what I recorded yeah. uh, was it earlier this year. Nice. Um, As and, featured on the Harley and Josh. Yeah, really, really knows what he's doing, really switched on. Um, and I turned up to hear his, his what he can do with my, with my system, and he made it sound amazing. Oh, like, God. literally, like, it was great. Um, and the great thing was, because my desk is controlled by my phone, I was like, Let's have a little look to what he's done here. Oh, I was looking yeah, at going, oh, wow, that's that's intricate. Uh, I'm not going to touch that. I will save that. So I could, um, oh, nice. my, my plan for tonight is I'm going to take apart, take it apart, what, what he's done and kind of analyse what we can put, add to our show. That is amazing. Um, I really like that. That's, that. That shows the benefits of these sort of yeah. like, you know, cloud-controlled uh, PA yeah. systems because you can like look at somebody else's mixing methods. Yeah. And try and see how you can, you know, adapt how them can to improve. your own and thing. I, I did make. I, I mean, I wasn't going to like just go ahead and do it without his without his say. <laughs> um, but he came up to me uh, like uh, just before the gig started, and he was like, "He's like, you know," I said every, everything. He goes, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, um, "If you need," I was like, "It sounds amazing." We had, we'd only heard the support act. We had Dan Jacklin supporting, which was good to see him. Um, nice, yeah. I only saw like three of his songs. I felt bad, but I didn't know he was supporting at the time. So, right, yeah. Um, and he was like, "Look, if you ever need a hand with stuff like this, because I, it's a new system for me. I've seen what you do, and it, you know, it's it's great." And I'm like, "It's very basic because we just faded up." Mm. He's like, "Well, if there's anything I can do to help, kind of make it even better, I'm happy to help." Right. And I was like, "Thank you so much." <laughs> and when the full band started, um, it just sounded full. It was really good. It was really impressive. In- what was really interesting band, yeah. Yeah. was there was no mics on the drums. It was just a kick drum mic on the drums. Right. Yet Toby said at the top of his, like, uh, just talking level, going, um, and he said, oh, he, he turned to turned to Nick on guitar and went, it's a bit faster than usual on this one, or something like that, and right. I could hear it at the front. Uh-huh. And I looked, he had so much compression. Because um, uh-huh. he had three layers of compression on the vocals alone. Right. Because he had compression on the vocals, then going into a vocal bus... Right, which he had some more compression on, like just for everyone, just to, and he had a graphic EQ to ring out the the mics. Just for everybody, so the bus was meaning that oh. he had the same compressor for lots of different mics yeah. at the same time. Yeah, so we say bus, say yeah, you, put them all on the bus. Yeah, so a channel is a person, and yeah. then they all get onto a bus. So there's multiple people on a bus. Yeah, um, and then he had compression on the front of house as well. Uh, so he had loads of control. It was just everything was always there. And it sounded really nice, really clean. Nothing sounded pushed. And it was just really nice. I was really happy with it. Um, I guess the road is the main, is the front of house, the main channel. Oh, right. okay. I guess. We still have analogies. Yeah, here. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because okay, yeah. all the buses go down the one road, yeah. which is the main. And yeah. it was really nice. Great sound. I had loads of fun. There were people dancing at the front all night. I really love the Colt Cafe. Mm. And I would love to get a gig there, um, which I'll attack because I think it, it, our kind of music would go down with that really, really work, as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to try and uh, go on. spin some magic Schmooze, on that one. Rub schmoozy shoulders. Yes. Schmooze yes, someone's shoulder. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was just mad. It was really cool. Really good fun. Um, I picked up the PA system this morning from Connor. And, and pick up a PA. Pick up a PA from Pona. Pona. <laughs> Pona Paddams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was great he was really thankful um and yeah it was just a really cool fun weekend um another thing i did on the friday night which i will mention very briefly um i was out with my friend matt hurrell we we went out for food and a nice little catch up um and we went out to an open mic night at the steamboat on the friday night which was really oh, nice, nice. Yeah. ran by um james morgan yeah uh, it was good to see him. We didn't get a chance to speak to him because he was so busy plugging people in and yeah, making sure everything runs. And we, we didn't stay. We didn't. We didn't end up playing. We didn't. Right. We, we were just there to watch and we yeah, filled nice. ourselves with waffles and ice cream. So mm. it probably wouldn't have gone down well. Waffling on it, which is really nice. I really uh, they they open mic nuts at Steamboat every two weeks, every fortnight on a Friday night. So if everybody wants to try out some some new scenes and play some songs, just them and mm. them and a mic and a guitar. Uh, head along to that. It was really good fun. Yeah. 
yeah, and, uh, it, you, you, you don't realise just how fun it is until you're up there and doing yeah. it and just meeting people. I, I like going to open mic nights and playing as a, just a bit of therapy. For, I'm uh, kind of just every now and then I'm just like, I just feel really good about being amongst those kind of communities mm. and just singing and performing for the sake of performing. There's no kind of trying to get gigs or yeah. you know that you're not trying to sell Sometimes anything you are but there's also yeah. it's it's fielding a song like like you were saying it's mm. kind of like you if you've written a song and you just go straight and record it which i've done a bunch of times sometimes when you play it live it it doesn't feel right so mm. sometimes you need to once you've written a song even if you've just got the bare bones of it just go out and gig it and then you'll you'll find out what it's like to play it yeah. And whether that makes sense. Sometimes you just need something like to go out and just get other people to listen to it or other people's opinions mm. until you know when it's finished. Yeah, that's definitely it. It was, yeah, really... Um, there were a lot of people trying new stuff. There were some songs that I'd heard many times before from uh, from other artists who I'd seen on the scene before. Mm. And it was great because they'd do one new song, one old song and stuff like yeah, that. And yeah. it's like, ah, oh, that's great that the old ones still work, you yeah, know, and yeah. they're, they're still passionate about it because I'm one of those people that... I get bored of song. I write a song and whatever, it's finished. I'm like, uh-huh. after I've played it a thousand times whilst I've been perfecting it, once it gets to its f- finished point, I'm like, I'm bored of it before yeah, it's yeah. even got to a stage. You Fancy, know? If I, imagine that and then being like a, a, a million album selling artist. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know, I was thinking about that, about Jack White. Like, oh, yeah. he played a Bernie Sanders <laughs> rally, um, I think last week. Okay. And there's a great video of him playing it and just like talking to the crowd. Everybody's super riled up because everybody loves Bernie there. Yeah. And, uh, and starts playing Seven Nation Army. And it's slightly different to the record, but he gets passionate about it and he's still like, you know, really milking the audience and stuff. The crowd absolutely loves it. And I'm just thinking, he must like hate that riff. Yeah. I mean, probably, I don't know if you hate it, but you know, like he's played it so many times mm. that like, yeah. he still manages to do a good show with it. Well, that's an interesting thing you say it's slightly changed because another thing we have been actually doing this week is uh, with Chart Attacks getting stuff ready for our New Year's Eve gig. Mm. And uh, where is it again? It's in the Maldives. Oh, swanky swankies! Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be right. It's gonna be oh right. Oh, I'll bring you back some sand or something. Maldives, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Toby and Yee and Oscar have been prepping the tracks ready to go for this week's show, right. or this year's show. Sorry. Right. Um, and he phoned me up. He was like, "We've redone Twenty Four Karat Magic." So anyone who's seen our show, Ooh. we open with Twenty Four K by uh, Bruno Mars, and he's gone. We came up with an idea of something we can do a bit different. And they've been really playing with it and stuff like that. And I heard the final copy and it was like, this is amazing because I love this song. I don't want to get bored of it. So we've got to, we've breathed some extra life out of these songs, which is great. Um, and I, we're rehearsing tomorrow night for the first time. So how so, do you know you're rehearsing tomorrow night? Is because you're organising yourself oh, yes. differently. Oh, yeah. I was telling you this. Before we start the show, I said I've been getting really organised. Uh-huh. So I've made myself a grid and it's a four by four grid. It's only for Where? this week. I should be a four by... Oh, Where sorry. is this grid? It's just on a whiteboard at home. All right. So it's, you know... High tech stuff. That's pretty old school. It's pretty old school, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not as old school as like cave paintings, but you know. Well, I guess I don't have a cave. You see, if uh. I could, I would. I wonder, I wonder what cave. <laughs> I've been looking for somewhere new to live. Maybe I should get a cave. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's as many caves in Ipswich. <laughs> yeah, no. It's. I mean, I'm sure there's a few. Like, I think you're probably looking for somewhere a bit more storage. Yeah, that's true. Parking, accessible cave parking. Yeah, yeah, and if I get a big cave, I could park the van in there. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. but I don't think you'll get one in a central location. So it's certainly not in Ipswich. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. That okay. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. but it's worth it's worth thinking about. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I should just dig my own. Cave. Are there any cave realtors listening? Like, like, yeah. like estate agents what, that sell caves. What is the real estate price? What What do you expect to buy a cave for? I bet they're bare expensive. Oh, was that like a joke on bears in a cave? I don't know. Is it technically a joke? I think so. <laughs> I, I nearly laughed. Anyway, okay. I can listen back to the recording. You can you can specifically hear me exhale, exhaling from my nose. Ha <laughs> 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 um, oh, ha. Yeah. So Harley, yeah. What was your favourite musical moment from last week? Um, it was really cool. Uh, what I really loved uh, during Conor Adams' gig, they did a, a they did a bit where. I mean, it was great to see Nick Keeble on guitar and he oh, ran out in He's got front a of the stage. New Gibson, isn't he? Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. It looks beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Um, but when he comes to his solo, he gets off the stage, comes out in front of people and is surrounded by people and without like no no care, he's just there rocking it hard. Yeah, yeah. It like 
amongst the audience. I'm like, that is that is showmanship at its best. He's got that so natural. Uh, and they all come out on front to the front of the stage at various points and just yeah. really just, you know, break down that barrier between the stage and the audience. Josh Carr from Hot Tramp does that. Yeah. Brad Pitt do that. Yeah. Pretty much throughout the set. They, it's they don't so stage. cool. Yeah. No, it's such a cool little thing. And it's like, I, I, I maybe I need to try and incorporate that more into yeah. our shows because it really does it get people riled up and gets the show going. That's it's great. Man. What about your favourite musical lesson from last week? Um, I'm going to go with bus compression. That's my Bus lesson. Compression. I'm like, I've always done it, but never done it live. And uh, I've, it's certainly been a, an eye opener to go, right, let's try that live and see how that, that goes. Really be great for, for harmonies, just yes. to get all the vocals just working really in. pumping. Yeah. Nice one, mate. Well, oh, Harley, yeah, we're all just so proud of you, mate. That concludes our new section. What Harley did, did Harley do stuff? Yes, Harley did. Let's find out. Well, goodness gracious. Let's play some music that I listened to last week. Uh, I really love this band. We've played them on the show before. This is Man's Milk by Luminous Bodies. That was Luminous Bodies with Man's Milk. I'm going to go talk about myself now because... Sorry about that rude banjo interruption. <laughs> what was that, Harley? I was going to say, that's what you do. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, Sorry. Harley, um, I was all over the place. Were you? Well, kind of, yeah. Oh. So so Mondays, um, I do all-star rock school. Yeah. And they've just started up a new school in Colchester. And uh, and uh, so they've, they've got a new bass player, bass tutor coming in, I think, this week. Yeah. But he couldn't make last week. So I just covered him on this one occasion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we so we did the, the Monday night was really good. And then the Tuesday I was like, right, crikey, I'm going to meet a, a whole new group of students and try and get them playing a song in a night. <laughs> it's just yeah. a weird thing, isn't it, that we do quite regularly and then realise that it is an insane thing that we do. And then we do it and go, well, how did we do that? Yeah, exactly. There was a, yeah, there was a, there, you know, you I met like these kids for the first time, five of them who yeah. never picked up a bass. And at the end of it, they all could play like three songs. Amazing. I was super happy with them. But um, yeah, so the, the crazy thing though was that we, it was supposed to start at half, pa- half past five that we knew about. Mm-hmm. We left off from Ipswich about half four because, you know, that's enough time to get there from yeah. to, to, from Ipswich to Colchester and have a bit of time to set up. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we get to about 45 minutes into the drive because I picked everybody up. Um, we got a message saying you're supposed to be here um, at quarter past. So it was like, what? <laughs> I don't have the thing. Where is it? Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I started being like, okay, right, let's try and find a shortcut. And like there was roadworks as well and a, oh. and a car crash. Oh, no. And so we were we were stuck in traffic as well. Oh, that's terrible. So it's the worst. But we turned up and we had to just go straight in and just be like, hi, nice to meet you. Unpacking as we're talking to them. Ah, oh, what's your name? What's your name? What'd you do? What's, what's your favorite thing? What's your kind of favorite bands and all this sort of thing? Yeah. Being super flustered. But yeah, the kids all paid attention. So that was always really nice. Oh, that's good. That's always nice. <laughs> yeah. Preferable. Um, so then on Wednesday, so that was Monday. My Monday and Tuesday were what all says, all stars. And then Wednesday... You know, Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at Smallland Primary teaching guitar and ukulele, um, getting them ready for performances at Snake Maltings. Um, and uh, but after that, I went to um, so uh, there's a one of the kids, Ollie from uh, All Stars, a guitarist, used to come to Old Jet, and he's, he's he's doing really really well. I've done some private lessons with him, and nice. like since getting out of the what the sort of the workshop experience and just doing one to one lessons, his guitar playing has gone. Whoosh, yeah, you know, straight up to the moon. He's done really, really well. But he's started a band with two of his mates from school, and they're eight. Okay, I think eight. Yeah, so three eight-year-olds, one on drums, Thomas singing, and Ollie playing guitar, um, Hugo playing drums, and basically they've got a gig coming up this month, That's like amazing. their first ever gig in front of people. Oh wow! At eight years old, right? So um, uh, and they've they've chosen to do what was it? TNT by ACDC. Tune. We will rock you by Queen. Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses and Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Nice. I think that's all of them. Yeah, and Ollie's learnt all the solos from everything like this. So I was just, so their parents basically just asked me to come along to their band practice and say, right, okay, just spend an hour with them going, cool, 
this part needs to be redo redo this part. I mean, the, the drummer hadn't like learnt, been taught the, the parts for it. So I'm sitting there going, right, I am an awful drummer. I will show you the basics of what this should sound like. Yeah. So I'm trying to do, you know, smoke on the water going... Yeah. I can't do that. That's one of those things. It's it's a lot harder than you think it is. And then you go doing like, oh, I can't do this. I mean, I kind of can at that tempo. But if I was trying to do Iron Maiden, I'm like... But yeah, so they did really, really well, and I can't wait. We've got one more rehearsal with them before their their um, uh, their performance, and I've said to them, it's got to be a dress rehearsal. So we're going to go for like the full on rock star outfits. Well, I didn't have to be rock star outfits, but you know, wearing it, wearing a band t shirt, you know, trying to show them like you know how to present yourself on stage so mm. that you feel comfortable and the audience, you know, are watching and going, yeah, cool. They, they you know, they've, they've really thought about the the band. Yeah, from you know, from every single angle, not just the music, but just how the the performance looks. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm I'm expecting that probably you know one of them will be wearing like you know a great big kiss outfit <laughs> like like Gene Simmons with the great big makeup and a yeah. <laughs> flaming guitar, and the rest of them would just be in check shirts and be like, oh, do you guys not get the memo? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was good. Um, I've uh, so my practice this week uh, on guitar, I was just basically learning Phrygian dominant in lots of different positions because I've been used to it in first finger position. But I've been learning it in fourth finger, third finger, and second finger positions just so I can get different ways of climbing up it on the neck. Okay, cool. That's been a really great thing to practice because uh, so recently, uh, do you remember my band, The Black Swan? I do. You do. It was my metal band that had uh, Mr. Dan Dolman on the drums. <laughs> um, and, and I'm not laughing at Dan Dolman, I'm laughing at Holly because he's amazing. Um, <laughs> Mr. Tom McCarthy on the guitar theme. Um, and Mr. Rich Webb on the bass and me singing and playing guitar. Um, we haven't been able to gig because we just haven't found anywhere that pays properly. Yeah. Um, enough for, you know, four pro musicians that use a lot of time to rehearse these tracks. Could we be doing... And like, they're, they're quite complex they're tracks, complex aren't they? Complex tracks, yeah. You need to rehearse. So, um, yeah, we just don't have the time or money for it. So I've just said to the guys, like, look, let's just start this up again, but as a hobby of us just writing stuff. We don't have to gig... I mean, unless people ask for it, but we're just going to be writing a bunch of metal tunes and just playing and jamming together when we've got time. Stretch those 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 metal chops again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just get back into the speed playing, get back into like, you know, writing like a really tasty riff, you know? Mm. Um, so I was practicing Phrygian Dominant and Dan Dolman had written a track in Phrygian Dominant, just sent like a little acoustic mm. video to us on our Facebook group. And uh, and he said, uh, something like this. Let's do something like this. So it was in Phrygian Dominant. So I'd just been practicing Phrygian Dominant. And then... So was that just like coincidental that you'd kind of been... No, no, no. Because, okay. of, because of that, I was like, yeah, okay. So Dan's Dan's been doing stuff in Phrygian Dominant. That is a really good scale for, for metal, including like, you know, bands like Lamb of God and Slayer use those scales. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going into this. Did that. And then, so, and then took Dan's song, put it into Logic and adapted it. And just sort of changed it, using some harmonies that I'd learnt from doing those frigid. Put some dominant. electric guitar on it. Yes, exactly. It. So that was really fun. Um, yeah, and and that was quite a nice little uh, little sort of uh, by way from practice into writing. Yeah. So practice putting into it, putting practice practical. into practice. Yeah, yeah, practical practice. So yeah, that was fun. Um, just getting that done. We've just sent loads of ideas to the guys, and we're just working on it. Amazing. Um, so my weekend though was incredible. So I had no gigs, um, which I was kind of glad about because I that I've got a cousin who lives in Canada, and he's just moved back um, oh, okay. to to the UK, and I haven't seen him for years. And uh, my, my cousin Sam, lots of love, mate. Um, he uh, he's basically he's he's been back for about two months, and he's like, I've, I've just, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, there's uh, like you know, I've, I've got no mates that live around here. I've got he mates in London. Doesn't know what's happening. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. So what's going on? Um, so I uh, basically was like, dude, I need to come up to London and just you know go to a gig, just hang out with you and just catch up. And he's uh -huh. had a ridiculously interesting life. He's been at film film school for two years and. And uh, and being a camera operator uh, mm -hmm. on you know major filming projects, including like the Strain from Amazon. Okay. Um, yeah. And then he's he's now working for Hattrick Media, the same people that do Have I Got News for You and okay, uh, yeah. and um, used to do Father Ted. <laughs> um, and 
Yeah, and so he just sort of tells me about just the incredible work that he's been doing in Canada. He, used to, he was he was a camera operator on the Suicide Squad film. Okay, yeah, and yeah. So just really interesting conversation. But he was like, I don't know what to do. I don't. I'm not got no idea what to do, what's going on in London at the moment. And I found out about Luminous Bodies, who I'm wearing their T-shirt right now, pictured in our picture that we posted on exactly our Facebook. Exactly right. Um, they were they they played the Swan and Ipswich this no last year yeah and they popped up on my facebook as saying they were playing at the macbeth in hoxton which is in east london just near old street yeah uh, it was them and another band called golden legacy it was an ep launch for this golden legacy band turn up to this place after you know long old tube ride from watford and uh so they luminous bodies started at like nine ish and it is they're an insane band yeah. So if you just you know, the long the song we just listened to was Luminous Bodies. They got two drummers, okay, uh, two guitarists and a bass player. The singer looks like he's like, I don't know, he's descended from Valhalla. He's got amazing, this long grey hair and like he's just got this insane look in his eye. And uh, the two drummers are just like really good individually, and then together they're just insane. But it's just really good performances. And just thrashing the crap out of a bunch of you know about drums. So uh, they uh, they said mid set. They said yeah, the bass player she she'd been uh, she was ill. And okay. They were just like so we've just dragged her out of bed to come and play this gig. So can can we have a big round of applause for it for her? And we were just like yeah, well done, well done. And she's just like yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up, get on with it. I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I was like fair. So she just but she still put on a really good performance. Like you know like if you're full of cold the last thing you want to be doing is headbanging to doom and stoner metal yeah but she was doing it she was killing it nice i'm looking at pictures of the band now and yeah he does look insane he does look absolutely insane um beautiful though yeah um i can't remember what his name is grant or something yeah i'll remember at some point gordon no no he's gone gordon watson gordon watson there we go Uh, yeah nice guy um broke a string halfway through and i could see on his face that he's like this happens every single time (laughs) <laughs> you know, he's like, uh, and I was just like, I feel it, I feel you. But he still carried on the set, just let the other guitarist do all the work. Um, so um, after that was Golden Legacy, and they had their it was their EP launch. I am kind of sad to say that it was very, it wasn't very well attended. It was right. just like us two and maybe 20, 30 other people, and it's mm. cool, not a massive pub, but it's a, you know it's a good sized pub, kind of the same sort of size as like I don't know, Cock and Pie or okay, like yeah. Salutation sort of thing. And a lovely pub. If you go to the Macbeth and Hoxton, they put on bands all the time. Nice. But they were an interesting band. So one, the drummer, she was from Spain. She okay. lives in Spain, which the guy, the guitarist, it was a two-piece. He lives in England. And they've written two EPs so far. She was an incredible drummer. Nice. Like an incredible drummer. And she sang. She sang a bit like Portishead, like Massive Attack. Okay, yeah. But they were playing like Deftone style guitar on top of it. Nice. I'm going to play some in a bit. Um and uh, yeah, that at first I was like, okay, so it's a, a two piece. I kind of understand what this is going to sound like. And, yeah. And I was completely wrong. Like her drumming style was absolutely insane. Like, nice. She, yeah. Really massive fan of Lorena, Lorena Kachin, I think her name is. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I have a theory. Go on. A hybrid theory. Yes. Go on. Two piece bands are getting better. Yes. You think you go back a few years, and I'm, I'm not dissing bands like White Stripes or no. the Black Keys, but they were very much of a style, and it like you'd listen to it, and or and often there'd be more channels like recorded than what they would play live with, and it would mm-hmm. you know nowadays people are kind of finding ways to do it live and, and not have any gaps yeah. in the mix. My only criticism of Golden Legacy were that he had a he had a Helix, a Line Six Helix. Oh yes, wonderful things, right? You can do anything on those things, through, uh-huh. but. He didn't have an octave pedal on. Right. And pretty much the whole thing, the only thing he had going on was some like distortion and a flange. Mm. I'm like, you're not using that thing properly. Yeah. He seemed like he was a good guitarist and he was performing well and they'd written some cool songs. But get some octave on there so that you've got some bass to carry some yeah. stuff. You can run it out of a separate channel as well. So easily yeah, on those exactly. You've got so much you can do with that. But anyway, mm. uh, only criticism. So yeah, I had to buy merch from both of them. Good, good. 10 quid for a t-shirt and a, and a CD. So I was like... <laughs> You'd pay more for a T-shirt that didn't have a band name on it. Beautifully folded as well. Oh, that's always good. So, love you that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a great weekend. Um, one little thing I wanted to add in. So, a venue that I've played at the past sort of two, three years as part of a, a beer festival, I'm not going to say who it is, has contacted me directly and saying, we want to we use you for our beer festival again. Okay. And 
this has always been through a promoter. Yeah. The, the past times that we've done this beer festival. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm really good friends with this promoter as well. Right, yeah. And they were just like, yeah, we'd like you to play the beer festival again this year. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you're not working with Pink anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and, they, uh, and they were like, oh, it was just a bit too expensive. Right, okay. You know, so we need to, you know, we need to, we need to cut costs. So we're going to go to the bands directly. I said, okay, uh, I'm interested, but you need to talk to them first. Yeah. And I need to know that you've got their go ahead Signed from them. Because it. it's like, I, I don't know, they're good mates. They've gotten us some really good gigs. Yeah. And I do not want to be treading on their toes. No. no like, it's going behind people's backs. So I think that's my advice to you guys uh, listening in. If you do get that, you know, that same situation, talk to the promoter first and see what they say about it because i mean if they've given you lots of work outside of something else yeah you might you get go. one gig but you might lose a whole lot more work and potentially a friend as well exactly because if you know this this promoter personally then you don't want to you don't want to upset them no exactly so, right what has been your uh favorite musical moment of this week favorite musical moment i would say was um just being there for two drummers thrashing out amazing stone yeah. metal that was really good nice um and my uh, both from that night my Musical lesson was that uh, no matter what gig you play, if there's 30 people there, mm. just really enjoy it and do a good show because you never know who's there. Yeah. And like, you know, some of the people there were just not uninterested, but I loved it. And I'm playing this band a bunch of times. One of those, play, so. yeah, one of those 30 people that you think might not be interested could be, you know, like famous musician <laughs> and radio show and <laughs> podcast presenter, Joshua Locke. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, I've got to rush on. This is the amazing new single from our mates from Spider Vane. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is a nice, heavy show today. This one's called Spider Brain. Enjoy yourselves. It's just going to be so good. by Spider Vane. There's a tongue twister for you. Incredible band. Uh, they are gigging this weekend in Ipswich, so you really need to check them out. Uh, we'll tell you about it in just a minute, but first we need to get to... Serious News. <laughs> Michael Jackson Estate acquires the rights to Sly and the Family Stone catalogue. Oh, music. News. Right, Harley, yes. what is this story? So, essentially, the... I mean, it's kind of summed up in, in its its whole whole thing, is the Michael Jackson's estate acquires the rights to the Sly Stone catalogue. Interestingly enough, right. Michael Jackson, as many people might be aware of, <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> However... What? The company of which his name is... <laughs> What? <laughs> Except the company in which his name is known for is very much still an active company. Mm. So there's two interesting things, like insider's knowledge that people want to know about mm. this is the fact that, so Michael Jackson is a person, is an artist, but then also is a company. Is he a human though? Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> cyborg <laughs> cyborg michael jackson <laughs> it's, a lot you to, heard it here first folks there's a lot to be said about the the levels of human that is anyway yeah um this isn't gossip news <laughs> um so michael jackson is a is a company right uh, and his estate basically once after his passing his music is still owned by his company, which mm -hmm. is, I believe, is mostly run by his family. Mm -hmm. um, that's where, so when if mu his music is and sold... And Bubbles the monkey. And Bubbles monkey. Before he rips anybody's think, face off. Yeah, that's a thing. I don't think Bubbles is around. I really hope Bubbles isn't around anymore, because <laughs> no. that's quite He's an old dangerous. monkey. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, dangerous. Yeah, that's... <laughs> right, anyone who can write a Michael Jackson song, a song in the style of Michael Jackson about Bubbles the monkey, <laughs> please make that so... That monkey's... Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to get to the muse. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, so yeah, that that's an interesting kind of thing that people 
I have like have learned about this this week. You know, when his when his estate bought a lot of the Beatles back catalogue mm. because that's the whole thing. Um, yeah. That was kind of understood that the Beatles back catalogue could be owned by someone else. He also owns the rights to Happy Birthday. Does he own rights Happy Birthday? Well, I think yeah. he did, perhaps. Right. I think that's now that's now Does that changed. Is it? Because um, I, I think there was a whole thing about it a few years ago right. that it became public domain. Right, so, okay. well, uh, yeah, probably because it's after a certain amount of years. Yes, um, yeah. and there was a whole thing because they, they sung it on EastEnders that night. Well, the, the beginning <laughs> of this news, yeah, okay. The beginning of this news uh, is in 1983, so we're not straight here with it. Yeah. But the uh, the Michael Jackson estate purchased the rights of the band's catalogue, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, mm. uh, for use outside the United States uh, in the New Deal. The estate, the New Deal, the estate will further hold long term administration rights. Okay. So I mean, it's saying here that the Michael Jackson estate uh, owns stuff from like the like the hits yeah. from like Ray Charles, Marvin Gaye, Elvis Presley, and wow. Aretha Franklin. That's probably how he made like, so much money. Yeah. Not only on his yeah. own amazing songs, but like just only the rights of those songs. I think the Michael Jackson name will probably last for a long time just off these off, like just making money off off these kind of mm. things and it's another that's interesting that the music can be owned by somebody else yeah um, i think it's, it's good to have these administration things because in the end sometimes yeah. you might write an amazing song but you have no idea what to do with it oh god yeah and so if you have an experienced administration team you know showing you you know who's where your money's coming from so getting it from from performing rights and all the stuff so you do get a cut of it obviously they're not just going to take the whole thing Mm. but i think you know having people that know what you're doing makes those songs even bigger yeah you you, and and it will increase the amount of money you earn on it totally totally yeah that's uh that's an interesting like it's a plus point for major labels or even indie labels just general labels of companies that can kind of go look we we know how to deal with this Mm. uh if you don't and you want some help then that's a really good point that they can kind of kind of have sly stone um who was originally born as Sylvester Stewart. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sylvester Stallone. Though. That would be brilliant. <laughs> Sylvester Sly Stallone. Sylvester Still Stone. Sylvester and the Family Stallone. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a family affair. I know that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's a family affair. <laughs> I don't think they're too, no. too far off each other. No, right. So yeah, but he's he still owns Sylvester Stallone. He still uh, still owns a, a minority interest in the. He in the still cat. owns. He still owns. <laughs> he's coming Sly around. Stallone. We've gone full circle. Gosh, good goshness. Good but yeah, so he still makes money on when these when these songs are performed. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like other famous Sly and the Family Stone songs. I, um, I, my mind's gone blank. I know I, we all know loads. Right, Every, everyday people. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm totally not about to search. No, I'm not going to search Spotify. Good I'm not going to get the answers. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, what do you guys think? Should should artists own other artists' rights to songs? I mean, is it a good idea? Who knows, eh? I think it's funny that you know you got someone like Michael Jackson who's not about to own his own music, yet still owns more music <laughs> of other people's. Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, hey. It's a bit of a. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm breaking the breaking the music industry, man. This is what I'm doing. Thing I found report about this morning. Jingle. Harley. Yes. So. Yes. Here's some news for you this week. Electronic music star Jean-Michel Jarre, he's launched an infinite music app called Eon. So basically, here's the story real quickly. It's a music app which produces infinite, ever-evolving music accompanied by a constant progression of organic visuals that are constantly changing as well. So using original musical elements composed by Michel Jarre, his specifically for this project, the app creates a never repeating and unique musical experience every time for everybody. So different people will get different music out of it. Okay. So this is kind of like computer generated music in a way because it's 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 piecing things together. But what my kind of thing was here was like, is this still music? Is it still music? Okay. Right. Well Okay, just imagine there's some Sort of slight inspirational music coming around the background because I've kind of I, I, I had a thought about this. Saving Private Ryan thing again. We'll get that back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just look like Darth Vader right now. <laughs> so, is it still music? Right. Is I guess you could put it into a, a whole thing of is is bird song music? Is okay. is the constant rhythm of a train passing still music? Right. If you can find the music within it, it can be music. If it's been sold with the intention of becoming more like a, a backing to a to a piece of something creative written by someone, mm-hmm. or um, 
to it to give to invoke an emotion like a lot of music does mm. then i think it's still music it doesn't matter who wrote the song if a song's really good and you go that guy wrote it and you go oh i thought that guy wrote it and they go no no that guy wrote it no, and he goes, oh it's not as good it, anymore so. yeah. <laughs> yeah i think yeah. here's where it goes so usually the two words that that help to define music is organized sound so it's that thing of somebody has curated it because there's like found sound recordings. You can get albums of that is is literally just a mic in someone's pocket walking through London. Yeah. But what they'll do is that they'll take snippets from different parts of the journey and they'll put it together, and that creates that you know that technically is music it because it tells the story. Well, somebody's organised it yeah. and put it yeah, and put it in a specific way, like four thirty three, John Cage, which is yeah. just silence. And what would be ha- what would happen is he would open the keyboard and the piece of paper that you know the, the written music would just say would have a rest for 32 bars or as if as if you're about to play but what you realize when you hear it live is the fact of it's just it what they're doing is they're making you think about you're listening to the area around you so what's mm. happening during those four minutes 33 is the music it's he's conducting the audience right. to make the music there's a start and end point yeah, yeah. so it's just the sort of the sounds the breaths the you know the, any traffic that's outside or whatever um now with this i mean so this is technically organized sound yeah. And Jean-Michel Jarre has written parts for it. And so they are his parts. So I would say this is music. Um, mm. um, and it's just the fact that it's, it's a robot that is organizing it and it will be different for you each time. Yeah. But so when we say organized sound, does that sound have to be organized by a human for it to be music? That's a very good question. I think I, I'm sure. I th- Can a robot curate? I think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're finding out, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, and I, again, this is this is stretching the boundaries of what is AI, of what of what becomes art, is is intelligence and stuff like that. Because mm. I mean, like, algorithms like Spotify playlists, mm. they are curating things for your listening habits because it's listen, you know, it knows what you've listened to before, so it thinks you'll like it before. So it's the same thing as like what a mate would do, and you just be like, oh, you like you know Alice in Chains, so you like Spider Van, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Things like that, but whether it's a robot doing it does change it. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I I think it's all... we. I think it's very much open to debate. I, if anybody has a very good reason why this is or isn't music, please email us because I want to hear other people's thoughts on this because there's, there's so much kind of, yeah, but, but also and. Yeah. Um, We're on Instagram as well, at Harley and Josh Show. Yeah. Um, oh, our email is harleyandjoshshow at gmail.com. Exactly. Because, I mean, it, it, yeah, I think it's just that thing. It was like the whole tree falling in a forest, but nobody's around to hear it doesn't make a sound. Yeah. And now my argument for why the fact that it doesn't make a sound is if there's nobody around to hear it, then sound is just the interpretation of air, air molecules moving. Yeah. Um, so the, the, sound, the tree crashes and it expels air out. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, and, or you know, it makes vibrations in the air. Um, but if nothing actually receives that, it's just air. Yeah. It's not actual collected into a sound. Your ear makes sound, really. Yeah. It defines what sound is. And the same with animals and stuff. I guess it all boils down to it's all just wiggly air. Yeah, man. Bringing it back. That should be your new podcast. Wiggly air. It's all wiggly air. No, you're right. It's just wiggly air until we interpret it as something. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think... So if we hear it as music, then really it is music. Yeah, because I think if if you listen to birdsong... I, I don't know because well that that bird is kind of organising it, but more into the fact of you know mate with me. Um, but it's 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 really interesting just because birds when they're growing up they listen to uh, their parents' bird song, mm. and people have analysed the bird song of the parents and of evolves, the children. Yeah, and they very they just change notes ever so slightly mm. um, of the bird song, and they adapt it into their own thing. So they are organising sound. Yeah, to express themselves personally. Well, I'm not sure how emotional that is. You know, who knows the emotions of a bird? But it's it's you know, is it music if it's just organised for a purpose? I don't know what poor boys have to do with it. <laughs> we were talking about birds. Whale bird song. It's an interesting thing. Of actually, like, um, have you are you familiar with a guy Charles Cornell? No, he I does. Brother Chris Cornell. Uh, he's a piano player, YouTuber, and he plays piano along to people's Instagram videos or, oh, or TikTok videos and stuff like, like that. Kind like the drummers that play along with yeah. dialogue. Yeah. yeah, and he listens to the rhythm and he listens to the tone and makes them into songs. Great. 
so therefore he's hearing speech and putting it into music. So therefore he's finding the music with something that isn't isn't musical, but right. then it's still the pitch is dis, is defined by us. We talk mm. with we talk higher, we talk lower when we're talking to express different feelings, and also the rhythm defines is, is us trying to create. Uh, an emotion and we'll talk faster if we want to build the energy up we'll talk slower if we want to bring the pace of a conversation down we're usually talking 4-4 four, four as well we do unless you're Welsh they'll talk in swing they swung do. rhythm they always talk in a swing rhythm but probably in 4-4 four, four anyway yeah there we go uh, so there, there's all these kind of things that people do there's a lot of triplet vibes and stuff like that so is that music yeah to, other, to some people the spoken word is music mm. there's a, I think if it's organised by somebody like that it is yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. There's a great poem I'm going to show you at the end of the show. Well, maybe we'll chuck it on the show because it just remind me of something that's really amazing that's musical and but then talking and stuff like that. And it's great. Yeah. So I'll talk about put that, that up later. On, the, on the Facebook page. Yeah. But anyway, before we go on for too long, please let us know what you guys think. Uh, we're on Facebook. We are. We're on Instagram. Yeah. And we are at your mum's house. We are. I mean, if, you're, if, we, if your mum has downloaded the podcast, we are there. We are straight We are. <laughs> we can be anywhere across the road. We're a big hit with yep. mums. Oh, definitely. That's <laughs> As it. in they want to hit us. The Harley and Josh Show, your mum's favourite podcast. <laughs> yeah, they love to hate us. So anyway, let's get into where you're going this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. It is. Is it? It is. Um, so, so what, what gigs are you doing this weekend? That's a very good question. <laughs> That's a very good question. Come back to me on that one. Okay, cool. Do you want to ask me the same question? Yeah, Harley, what gigs are you doing this weekend? I've got a private private booking this uh, Friday night uh, up in North Yorkshire. It's going to be a nice long drive. Um, and we've got to be there very early, so we're leaving off at 6am to get there on time. Oh, cool. Crikey. And we'll be playing till midnight. It's a very long day, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's with Chart Attack. We've got Connor Adams uh, filling in for us on vocals. Nice. Uh, and I really can't wait. It's going to be great fun. I have no gigs. No gigs. That's two weeks in a row I've got no gigs. Wow. We're coming into... It's the quiet season, period. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's it's when it comes to December, that's when it's all guns blazing. Yeah. Uh-oh. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Brilliant. Right. Okay, cool. So the first gig we've got on the gig list is Claire Free, live and unplugged in Ipswich. It's Friday at eight o'clock at the Brewer's Arms. Just across the road. Just across the road. Cool. In Ipswich, uh, November 15th. We have also on the November the 15th, we have... Altered Live, uh, Chris Asker, Heidi C, Chaos, Sikorix, and Fear Love. That's yeah. at the St. Jude's Brewery Tavern, that one. Nice. So, yeah, that's uh, just around the corner. So you could both go to both go. of those gigs. Yeah, you, you can. Um, November 15th, also on the Friday, the wonderful Frets, the Frets rockabilly oh, yes. band from uh, around these parts for years. Um, influential on so many people, including myself. And Craig is an amazing guitarist because he yeah. plays in Gopher Dust. So. Nice. Um, the, so the Black Horse Great. in Ipswich, Friday, 8.30. That is the frets. Enjoy your rock and roll. Amazing. We have here, I'm guessing this is also, also this is November the 16th. Yes. Uh, at the Hunters Club, we mm. have Stretch Soul Gang, Gabby, ANG, Impilo, and Shad- Shadley Harris. Shadley Harris? Shadley, I want to say Shadley. Shadley. Yeah. Let's go Shadley. Uh, they'll be playing... Uh, on the Saturday, it'll be like that's a great lineup. That that is a really good lineup. Yeah. Angel and Pilo and Stretch Soul Gang on the same lineup is great. Always. Gabby Rivers is up and coming. I've not listened to Shadley Harris yet. I don't think they've got any recordings, but yeah, no. that's Saturday the sixteenth at seven thirty, isn't it? Who else is playing on Saturday? Uh, oh, good segue. Yeah. Um, beneath the Embers, I believe they're from Colchester. Uh, we got Rays, who I think are from London, mm. and the incredible Spider Vane. Who we played earlier with their new single, Spider Brain. Uh, They are playing at the Smokehouse this Saturday, the 16th of November. That'll be at 7.30. Nice. Wonderful. Cool. That'll be a good one. Uh, Also on the Saturday, we are coming back. What have we got right here? Coppers Bar and Felix. Oh, this local. Coppers Harley. We're bringing it back. It's back. It's Coppers. It's Coppers. That silence is me going, wait. Wait, what? Which, which hill was I dying on again? I what? can't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> what? How do you say it? Coppers. What? Coppers. It's Coppers. It's Coppers. It's Coppers. Anyway, so we got Soap Your Auntie as well as Harry Isaac Presley, which was going to be an awesome gig. I might be yeah, about Yeah, Soap Your time. Auntie and Harry Isaac Presley on the same gig is amazing. Yeah. At the Coppers. Coppers, not Copas. Coppers Cabana. Coppers, not Copas. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, yeah. So that's Saturday at 7 o'clock. 
That'll be a really fun gig. That like that both the the They're front men there, both amazing, amazing, performers. hilarious. Yeah, as well. Uh, the last one we've got is the wonderful Icebreakers is back this month. Amazing for the under 18s open mic night. The one and only Icebreakers run by our good old mate Rob Lewis. Yeah, that is this Sunday, seventeenth of November at the Railway and Vauxhall Road. Where, where, where? There we go. There we go. And that's that's our music. For it's the music yeah. gig list, isn't it? That's a good old. That's a good old chunk for midweek uh, for mid month music. Isn't yeah, it? a mid month music. Oh, there's the three M's that we all love. Um, yeah, Harley, mate. Yeah, lovely to talk to you as it's usual. Good. It's good. It's good. It's good to see you. And, yeah. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you want to stick around for our Instagrams and Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. Pretty yeah. please, that'd be absolutely wonderful. We've got a new competition or new thing with new question we've asked this week. Um, oh yes, what was it? The uh, what artists have had the worst solo career after a band breaking from a band? Yeah, I so said um, uh, all of the Spice Girls. Potentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, I think um, Gareth said uh, uh, Mark Owen from Take That. I realise this is a really hard one because the the ones who haven't done well, right. you don't know about. Oh right, yeah, of course, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, some uh, Lynn said Ozzy Osbourne, but I think Ozzy Osbourne's done some great stuff. He's done Black really Sabbath, well, yeah. But maybe you just prefer Black Sabbath, don't you? Um, was it Nick Albert? He thinks Frank Turner. Um, he does not does not like uh, After a Million Dead. Oh, uh, fair, fair. Yeah. I mean, they're very they're two very different styles. But oh, it was I, Dirk that said that. Yeah, he's done well though. Yeah. Um, Perhaps. What was it Nigel? Anyone from any man- manufactured boy or girl band you can think of? Most of those bands were terrible, and solo projects were even worse. <laughs> ah! That's that's his words. Robbie Williams did all right. That's true, actually. Yeah. Um, Kevin Walford, one word, Ringo. <laughs> anyway, so this is. I thought you were just going to leave it on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Um, but yeah, anyway, just drop the mic. Burn Ringo Star. That's all on the uh, on our Facebook page. So get involved with the games. Get involved with the amazing music that's going on. This is the the second band I saw in London, uh, Golden Legacy. Nice. Check them out. They've got a new EP out. Uh, check us out next week. We love you, innit? Yeah. Bye, Bye. Z. Yeah. <laughs>